Welcome to another episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. My name is Cindy McMillan. Do you ever feel like you're waiting on a permission slip to live the life you want? If you answered yes, then you're in the right spot. Each week, I interview coaches and spiritual explorers from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. And let's don't forget about those moments that we never saw coming. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. In this episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life, we are chatting about self-forgiveness and why it's so hard to forgive ourselves. And my guest is Nikki Savara. With a master's degree in spiritual psychology and over 15 years of experience working with clients, Nikki Savara has the love, the listening, and the tools that enable people to create deep and powerful growth, greater self-expression, and personal healing in their lives. Nikki is the founder of Love the Way You Look and the author of Peace Talks, Messages of Love from Your Body and Soul. Welcome to the show, Nikki. I am so happy you're here. Hi, Cindy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So I believe it was Brendan Bouchard who said, no matter how small you start, start something that matters. So this series is called self-care is more than a buzzword. It's Mm. personal. So this is my start of doing something because I believe self-care matters so much. And throughout our conversation today, we'll be weaving in self-care tips. So again, I really appreciate you being here. And I'm going to start off with my favorite question. Mm -hmm. And that is, What does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? Oh, yes. I just love that question. And I love the word explore. It's such a fun word. And it really, it just, it lifts my spirit. And so to me, exploring the seasons of life means to get curious about them, to have a curiosity and to I'm going to say let go of resistance of those seasons. And I can tell you from my own personal experience that for a good majority of my early life, I definitely resisted my seasons. I, I constantly wanted to be somewhere other than I, than somewhere other than where I was. And it really wasn't a joyous and fulfilling experience. So, so this concept of exploring them and now I can look back and reflect and I can see where I am now and, um, and then see where I want to be in the future. And with that energy of exploration and that attitude of, of fun and curiosity. Nikki, I absolutely love that you said, let go of resistance to the seasons, because how many of us have, we're in a season and we fight against it so much because we want to be somewhere else. That mm-hmm. I believe it's being in it and experiencing it that we can actually move through it. Exactly. It's so liberating. It's so liberating. Well, I want to start at the beginning. You have a master's degree in spiritual psychology. What drew you to that field? 
Well, to answer that question, I feel as though I need to start at the beginning, beginning, briefly, to let you know, <laughs> I was recalling a memory that I had when I was about seven or eight years old, and I was laying in bed, trying to go to sleep, it was pitch dark, and you know, you don't have a lot of self-reflection at seven or eight years old, a lot of thought process of spirituality or any of that. But I found myself deeply contemplating, what if I, what if I wasn't here? Where, where would I be? And there was a long pause and I thought to my, and I came to, I can't not be here. And I felt like in that moment, I got a sense of the eternality of our soul. So I feel like that was the precursor to my, my life going forward, even though I, I didn't know that then. See, I'm reflecting on that early season there. Um, fast forward, when I was in my late 20s, I, went, I moved from Boston, Massachusetts to Ashland, Oregon to work with uh, spiritual author Neil Donald Walsh. And then I moved to Los Angeles, um, and in 2008, there was the opportunity to get my master's degree in spiritual psychology from the University of Santa Monica, and it just seemed like the natural next step. So I feel as though my whole life has been nudging me and leading me toward that direction. And at the University of Santa Monica, the, the tagline is school. I believe it was something like school the way you, you always wished it would be. And it was so magnificent. Isn't it amazing when we do think back, like you having that experience at seven, not knowing the path that was going to lead you down. But when you reflect back, you can see it in perfect clarity. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> In this series, I've been talking about, or I have been using flower petals to represent self-care. And so today, the petal that you and I are going to explore is self-forgiveness. And I would love for you to talk about, we are all in need of self-forgiveness. Sure, sure, yeah. And I love the flower petals, that's beautiful. Uh, I believe we're all in need of self-forgiveness because whether we realize it or not, there's always something that we're judging ourselves for. Uh, it could be something we said or didn't say. It could be something we did or didn't do. We're not happy and we're judging ourselves for where we are in life, for whatever particular season we are in. Um, there's judgment. And when we have that, I, it, I believe it builds up in our subconscious it, it builds up as resentments, it, bu it builds up as stuck energy, um, not easily able to move forward in the things that we really want to do and experience in life. So it's crucial to, um, to build a self-forgiveness practice to clear those subconscious judgments that we've had toward ourselves. And do you have maybe two or three tips on how we forgive ourselves, because I really think that's the hard part. And when we dwell on situations and make ourselves, we make ourselves feel worse by dwelling on situations, that what mm -hmm. is the actual forgiveness process? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really important question. And I think I have a, a few um, answers for you here. And I think number one 
is the idea of becoming willing, becoming willing to forgive ourselves. We have to have that peace because if we're not, it's just not going to work. Um, and there's a, there are several different ways to become willing. I don't particularly enjoy using fear as a motivator, but sometimes that works and sometimes moving away from what we don't want works and that has worked for me. And I think to myself, you know, well, actually it works both ways. I, I really want to not be stuck in my life and that motivates me to, to, toward willingness and also thinking about the things that I really want to experience in life. That also motivates me toward willingness. So willing, willingness is a, a place to get to inside. And um, another, I'll share my process uh, of, of self-forgiveness. And actually, I did learn this particular process at the University of Santa Monica uh, when I was getting my master's degree in spiritual psychology. And they call it compassionate self-forgiveness. And it's really a beautiful process. And I'll just walk you through it briefly here, which is first you start off by cultivating a feeling of love and compassion in your heart. So you sit in a quiet place, you're in a reflective space, maybe light a candle, have some tea, and you cultivate this feeling of compassion and, for, and, um, and love in your heart. And one of the ways to do that, you can think about people that you love, animals that you love, anything that you can do to get your heart space in that feeling of compassion and love. And then next you move to the what you'd like to forgive yourself for. So for example, I could, I'll just use an example. I could say, and I have my hands on my heart right now, and that's what I do in my process. I say, I forgive myself for judging myself as not being where I want to be in life yet. That was, that was a huge one for me, or that's been a huge one for me early on. So I forgive myself for judging myself as not being where I want to be in life yet. And I let that sit and I feel it and I feel the compassion kind of hug that limiting belief. And then I say what's important in this process is what the truth is. It could be the spiritual truth or the truth of the situation. The truth is that I'm right where I need to be. I'm in the perfect place at the perfect time. So that would complete one one. For forgiveness for one of the judgments. And then you could keep going with, with other judgments that you have. I really like that, Nikki, bringing that, you know, that self-compassion and that kindness to ourselves because our tendency is to beat ourselves up mm -hmm. versus exactly. giving that self-compassion and kindness. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I wanted to add one thing because self-forgiveness is not something I think that we think about. I, I know it's not for me, so I have to set reminders. <laughs> I set little reminders so that I can make it a consistent practice. Otherwise, I'm not going to remember it. And and how do you do that? Do you set a, a timer on your phone, in your calendar, daily? Um, I just have little, I have, yeah, I, I set reminders in my phone and then it will just come up. Self-forgiveness practice. <laughs> and I think it's important for people to know that we're not saying that self-forgiveness is easy, mm -hmm. but we are saying it's a practice that helps us in our self-care. And exactly. And I was going to say, you know, that really crosses over our spiritual self-care, 
our mental self-care, our emotional self-care. You know, there's just the self-care practices just intertwine over Mm. each other. Yeah. So I was just going to mention, I've been thinking about this and about, to me, spiritual self-care means connecting ourselves to something meaningful and larger than ourselves and Mm -hmm. something that kindles a sense of sacredness. Mm, And I keep, and I keep using the words, even if it's only felt by you, because we all feel different ways about our spirituality and, and it doesn't make it less sacred if someone else doesn't connect to it in the same way, whether that's God or nature or poetry or what, whatever universe, whatever you may um, call your higher power. Mm-hmm. But what does spiritual self-care mean to you? Yeah, I love that. We have such great questions. Thank you. Um, spiritual self-care means to me nurturing our awareness in a way that opens us more fully to feeling, sensing, and knowing our true spiritual nature. I believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. But I will say that even though I firmly believe that, I don't necessarily experience that in my daily living. I often experience myself as a human being having a hard time or, or having a challenge. I mean, not, not hard times all the time, but when there are hard times, sometimes I feel alone in my humanness I, or I forget my spiritual nature or, you know, and I, and I feel as though um, I'm in a wonderful place right now where I've, I've had a lot of practice at spiritual self-care. So I'm in a much better place than I ever have been. But previous to, I had a lot of difficulties feeling alone, um, dealing with life. Life is not easy. There's so many challenges across uh, many areas. So it's having a a spiritual self-care practice helps us to remember the truth of who we really are, the truth of our being. And it's like I can be now in two two awarenesses at one time. I'm aware of my human self and I'm aware of my spiritual self. And it's really just a, a... a fulfilling and um, peaceful experience. And do you have a spiritual self-care routine? I do. I do. I have the basics. They're, <laughs> the basics are so important. I have that meditation where just get quiet and connecting to, you know, going, going within, connecting to, the awareness of, I love, I really love the distinction. We're not connecting to our source or connecting to God or connecting to nature or any, or any of that. We are aligning our awareness of the connection that is already present. So do that through meditation. I do affirmative prayer, uh, which is a beautiful, um, a beautiful practice uh, of affirming. You start off by affirming or stating your one, or that there's only just this one big, beautiful life source, universe, whatever you want to call it. And then realizing you're, you're one with this, that we're one with it. And then stating an affirmative prayer that this is, these are the, the highest qualities I see from my life. And then being filled with gratitude and just that knowing that there is this 
spiritual law that always says yes to what we're putting out there. So I do that. And I also love contemplation as a spiritual practice more than meditation. In terms of a lot of people get some intuitive downloads through meditation. Mine often come from, uh, mostly come from contemplation where I just sitting there and just being receptive to what wants to come through. You know, I just wanted to, to mention that, you know, how I connected with you is I actually saw you on Facebook mm. and I believe you doing a talk at Easter, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember hearing you and it touched my heart so much, mm. you know, and that's when I reached out to you because I was like, I know that her and I, we have these very similar thoughts on, yeah. you know, spirituality and spiritual self-care. And, and that brings me to, I did see a Facebook post that you wrote. Mm -hmm. And, and again, it was one of those, I read it and I was like, I had to really think about that. And I love thoughts that make me think, you know, <laughs> and you said, consider that death and rebirth is a process endlessly cycling through various aspects of our life experience. What does that mean to you? Mm. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that, that I received that in a contemplation, <laughs> not okay. like a spiritual download. And what that means to me is that in all areas of our lives, um, things are constantly changing, beginning and ending, relationships beginning and ending, um, situations beginning and ending. And it's that that ending and then and then that rebirth of newness and this actually ties in so perfectly with exploring the seasons of life because it's it's coming into acceptance of the ending of one season and the beginning of the next and not bypassing all of the emotions that come with that and all of the thoughts and feelings and really just being with it and sitting it sitting with it. So that that's what I meant is that sometimes our, our, our subconscious experiences it as many deaths because they're really intense and powerful and meaningful experiences that we're having here. Yeah, when I when I read that, that's exactly what I was thinking about it being like exploring the seasons of life and how we go through those all those beginnings and all those endings. Yeah, that, that's so beautiful, Nikki. Mm. What is the biggest surprise you've had over the last few months and why? I'm going to start off with the why. <laughs> why this has been the biggest surprise for me over the last few months is because I have done so much inner work, personal self-development, taking a look for consciously since, two, I would say, about 2003. So it was a really big surprise that I can still have an aha moment about myself or about something within that really just knocks me off my feet. I, I was surprised by that. And, and this was the aha moment that I came to, that in, 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 in an inner exploration, I came to that love and loving somebody is not the same 
as being and feeling emotionally close to that person. And that was, it might sound really, I don't know how it sounds to you, but to me, it was just pivotal because I could see it across all of my relationships, how much I deeply, deeply loved the people in my life. And at the same time, am I feeling and experiencing emotional closeness with them on a daily, you know, when, in interactions? If I'm honest, not necessarily. So that really made me have to take a look at, okay, what else is going on? Like, <laughs> What's going on inside that? So I can have that opening. So I can have, I'm going to say that safety and vulnerability that a company that is necessary, I believe, for emotional closeness. So that was that was the biggest surprise. What? There's still something that I haven't seen in myself. <laughs> I mean, that that's that that's that big. I mean, maybe little, of course, we're all always going to be in self-discovery, but that is like that mind-blowing, which it was to me. <laughs> well, th- thank you for sharing that because I really think that our listeners are going to resonate with that because you think you're doing work and you've been doing it for years and years and years. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's something like you said, big and mind blowing that you have in this aha moment about. Mm-hmm. And I know I've got a, a dear friend that we talk about that all the time, you know, about how much work we've done and then something comes up and we're like, wait, what? Where, where did that come from? <laughs> oh my so, God. I just, Oh, sorry. I was, no, 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 that's good. That's okay. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, and, and that's actually been something I, in the past, I have judged myself about, like, are you kidding me? I have done all of this work and I'm still, and I, and this is what, and this is what I'm, this is what's happening. It's just, and so I've been able to, through self-forgiveness, um, move into this beautiful place of acceptance so that when I did have this big aha, instead of judging myself and I, I I was genuinely surprised. It's a good word. Um, yeah. Thank you for t- tying that back to the, the self-forgiveness and how important that is. Mm. So that may, you may have already answered this. What I'm, what I was going to um, ask you is what's the one takeaway you want our listeners to really get from this episode today? I would say that the one takeaway, I'm going to modify it to say from forgiveness, which is part of it, self-forgiveness, but to really be gentle with yourself. Again, sometimes a lot easier said than done, but to really be gentle with yourselves and ours, because here's how I see it. We are going to have the experiences that we're going to have. We're going to have the lessons that we're going to have, and we can either go through them with resistance and self-judgment and feeling miserable and self-condemnation and all the things. And that's one way to go through it. And, you know, there, that's, there's nothing wrong about that. It's just a way to experience it. Or we can take a step back, pause, and really begin to choose that gentleness toward ourselves and that self-love and self-compassion so that as we move forward with the changes that are happening, the experiences that are happening, it doesn't mean that we have to like or love any of those. That's not what I'm saying because there are definitely unpleasant experiences. But as we move through them, 
how, how are we being in ourselves toward ourselves makes all the difference in the world for how we experience life and the amount of joy we have. Because with that gentleness and self-compassion, we can actually find joy in difficult times. But if we're really busy judging ourselves and resisting, it's really hard to find joy and fulfillment in those moments. One of the things that I was really excited about having you on the podcast to talk about self-forgiveness is that is one of the areas I still, even though I've done a lot of work, that I need to do my a lot more inner work on. Mm. And so I really love the things that you've talked about as not judging and being kind to ourselves. Mm. So I really do appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you thank your 18-year-old self for? Oh, goodness. Once again, I just had to acknowledge you for your questions. I love them so much. Um, I would thank my 18-year-old self for showing me what true inner freedom is. Because when I was 18, before a lot of... (laughs) of all of the lifelong judgments that I had piled on and in and the disappointments before all of that, when I was 18, I had a beautiful sense of inner freedom and I wasn't so self-conscious about what other people were going to think about me if I did something or I was very free in my self-expression. And so I thank my 18-year-old self for showing that to me because over the years at various points, I have looked back at that time in my life as, as um, a way I'd l- I, I, I aspire to fully embrace and embody someday. I am definitely much closer to that now than I have been in between 18 and now. <laughs> Um, but what a beautiful thing to look back. There's plenty of things I wouldn't want to be 18. Well, I wouldn't want to be 18, but that is definitely one of them, that inner freedom and that just full self-expression. Like, I don't care what people think and not in a bad way, you know, but in a really healthy, good way. Yeah. That, that is so perfectly put is at 18, I'm envision visualizing, you know, you know, this Nikki that was just her full, beautiful self and not caring what other people think, because, you know, as we go through life, we do place those judgments on ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I'm aspiring to get back there, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, we, we're going to do it together. <laughs> yes. I want to compare notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nikki, how can people find you, your social media? How can they work with you? Um, I'm on Facebook for at Nikki, Nikki Savara. I'm on Instagram, Nikki Savara. My website is lovethewayyoulook.com. I'm um, in the process of recreating what I'm putting out there to the world. So I'll be coming out with something, uh, something, new soon actually so i'm excited about that so on my website there's a a way to you can send me an email or i believe my phone number is on there as well if if anyone wants to connect with me 
All right. I will have all that in the show notes. And thank you so much for being a guest. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Cindy. What a pleasure. And it's so wonderful to connect with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Hey, friend. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I would love to hear your favorite part of the conversation. Also, the latter part of June, I'll be announcing my new coaching program. I'm so excited. Until next time, live inspired.